Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hello, everyone. This is Dwight Beal, and I am here in my home studio with Beth Snope. Thank you for joining me, Beth. And it is Monday, December 6th, so appreciate you tuning in to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. So, Beth, not a lot of people probably know that that's not your full name. That is true. My name is Laura Beth. Laura uh, or Laura? Laura. Laura. I don't know. I grew up in Pennsylvania, so I still get harassed for how I say certain things. So how many people know you as Laura Beth? My parents obviously do. Um, my college roommate called me LB. Oh. Um, and then people who call on the phone who don't know me. Those are the and they don't they don't <laughs> Unsolicited know. Unsolicited calls. Yes. And so when they call and they ask for Laura, I'm like, sorry, she's not here. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, convenient. Yeah. So nobody actually calls me that, but. I love it. Yeah. Well, Beth, tell our listeners a little bit about you. What do you do? Tell us a little about your family. Um, I am a high school math teacher, and in my building, I am the high school math teacher. I teach in a small high school. Um, so the number of classes someone needs to graduate, they get me for all of those. Lucky them and I lucky me. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> some of them like it. Some of them don't. But our goal is to finish. Um, and it's a unique school environment. It is. My entire district is unique, but my building is, um, I teach the high school, I teach the students who are refugees from all over the world. So we are an English speaking high school, but the kids come from about 12 or 13 different countries and they each bring their own language and their own educational history from absolutely nothing. And they can't, they can pretty much only speak their first language. Mm -hmm. Um, all the way up to we've had students show up with perfect English in addition to their multiple other languages and a full high school transcript and they need like a single class and then we right. grant it's them the a diploma. Gamut. Yep. Um, and often I have kids like that in the same classes, which makes things very difficult. <laughs> um, and they're teenagers. So you get all the teenager behaviors with all the trauma and the language challenges. Wow. And yeah, so. Yep. Is it possible to teach math to someone who doesn't know English? Um, it's very challenging. Um, and I would say like most classrooms, you have some that catch on pretty quickly and are interested in figuring out what it is and mm -hmm. some that just absolutely don't want to be there and don't want to try. Mm -hmm. And those kids take a long time. So, Or they decide to do something else and they go somewhere else. So right. with everybody that is in our program, we try everything we can to help them be successful. Um, but if they fight the process the whole time, it, it's a very different yeah. journey for them. So. And I've been in this classroom three or four times. Yeah, you have. Because I sometimes teach music. So there, yeah. Right. So Beth brings myself and other friends of ours in to do, like I bring my keyboard in and yeah. talk about music. and Get everybody to sing and clap. and Yeah. Yeah. And Bruce brings, what, his guitars and his bass and, and his, his ukulele. ukulele and and Ian has come in with um, with his drums and his cello, and yeah. So I bring in as many musicians as I can get to come to my school to show off. So yeah, it's very That's awesome. fun. So you just mentioned Bruce and Ian. Tell us a little about your family. So those are two of the members of my family. I also have 
three daughters, um, Michaela, my oldest, Isabel, my second, and Annie, my third. Annie sang with me up front at church the other week. A couple weeks ago. A couple yep. weeks ago. Um, Michaela is out of college and married and actually expecting. So Bruce and I are going to be grandparents very soon. Wow. Which is crazy and exciting. Um, Isabel and Annie are both in college. They're at Hope. Isabel is a senior. Annie is a sophomore. And Ian, or Seamus, um, is our youngest. He is out of high school and he's done some trade school programming and he's working full time when he's not drumming up there on stage and you're currently all living under one roof uh one of our daughters isabel has is in college housing right now but all the rest of us are (laughs) under one roof along with four dogs and two guinea pigs so yes it's a crazy house (laughs) it's a wild kingdom absolutely (laughs) well thanks again for joining us and for those of you who are just listening to the bible reading podcast for the first time we at Victory Point follow a church-wide daily Bible reading, which is really cool because it helps our whole community to kind of travel together and be reading God's Word in a similar direction. And And oftentimes we'll use those scriptures as a launch pad for our preaching on Sunday mornings, preaching and teaching. Uh, so this Bible reading podcast is just one way to kind of encourage people to go deeper and to process these scriptures together. So... Today's passage is out of a one of the minor prophets, Zephaniah, chapter 3, verses 14 to 20. Just a little Bible trivia here, Beth. Do you know why Zephaniah is a minor prophet and not a major prophet? I'm hoping because it's a really small book. You're right. Okay. <laughs> when, I, when I looked this up and I was like, oh, there's only three chapters, and what we're reading today is half of the third chapter. Yeah. So, yeah, yep. very short. Yeah, so Isaiah, Jeremiah, they're the major prophets. Yeah, there's a those, lot in Isaiah. Yep, those yep. books are big. So why don't you read this passage for us, and then we will talk about it. All right, Zephaniah 3, starting with verse 14. Sing, O daughter of Zion, shout aloud, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away your punishment. He has turned back your enemy. The Lord, the King of Israel, is with you. Never again will you fear any harm. On that day, they will say to Jerusalem, Do not fear, O Zion. Do not let your hands hang limp. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. The sorrows for the appointed feasts I will remove from you. They are a burden and a reproach to you. At that time, I will deal with all who oppressed you. I will rescue the lame and gather those who have been scattered. I will give them praise and honor in every land where they were put to shame. At that time, I will gather you. At that time, I will bring you home. I will give you honor and praise among all the peoples of the earth when I restore your fortunes before your very eyes, says the Lord. Wow, that all sounds like very good news. We'll get back to that thought later. (laughs) (laughs) So Beth, when you were reading through this, I don't know when you read through it this morning or earlier this week. um, Also this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Did anything jump out to you? Well, it does sound like good news, but earlier in the chapter and in the book, it's more that God's really angry at so many people that are not like the nation of Israel that is not behaving the way that they should be behaving. Mm-hmm. So this is encouraging, but the earlier part of this was very much like, um, bad stuff is coming and I'm going to like take down everybody that's not doing what they should. Yep. Um, 
So my take on this is starting with verse 14, he's going to get rid of everybody that needs to be out. And then he's going to take back everybody that he wants to protect, everybody that is following his mm-hmm. rules. And he is going to comfort them and take out the people who are hurting them. Right. But the first part of it was not all warm and friendly. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> we start at verse 14, but if you start at verse 1. Woe to the city of oppressors, rebellious and defiled. Yeah, it doesn't. She speak. obeys no one. She accepts no correction. Right. She does not trust in the Lord. It's gloom and doom. Mm-hmm. And this passage, I believe, or this prophecy is given as God's preparing to basically kick everybody out of Israel, you mm-hmm. know, and they get exiled to Babylon. And so for today's reading, if you just jump in on, you know, verse 14, it's like, woohoo! But it is a picture of God does discipline us. Yeah. But it's not forever. And there is good news if we submit to that discipline that he will regather those that he scatters. But then that's also such a bummer that you have to know ahead of time, hey, this ugly stuff is coming and you will Mm -hmm. be scattered along with everybody else. I Mm -hmm. will bring you back, but it's going to be very messy. and, And there is not an exact timeline in here that I have found. Right. So you don't necessarily know, hey, it's going to be ugly for two weeks or two years or two months. It's going to be... There is a time, and then I will bring you back. Mm-hmm. And and as humans, especially myself, I don't like to not know how long something's right. going to last. That's very stressful for me. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a great point. So I like the fact that yes, you know, I believe in God, and He is going to bring me back as part of this. But I don't know how long this, the time before, is going to last. And I think we all go through seasons of our lives that feel like exile, whatever it is. Whether it's COVID or whether it's a relationship that's difficult or a marriage that's breaking up or problems at work. And we have no idea how long that that season is going to last. But I think we we can read passages like this and say, okay, it's not going to be forever. God's heart is to redeem. But time for God is different than time for us. Uh And so while I can appreciate that, it doesn't always make me feel better right away. Mm -hmm. It's easier to look back and say, oh, that was the worst part. I can see that it's getting, you know, something like that. I have an easier time looking at it that way. Right. So I was just in Israel a couple weeks ago. Yep. And we were down in the Sinai desert where Moses took his people. I don't think God told them, at least right away, how long they were going to be in the desert. Uh, Another case in point, you know, I mean, he had to let an entire generation kind of die off before. Right. Well, and I don't think the, from what I remember of the story of them in the desert, mm-hmm. Joshua came back and said, yep, this is good land. And the, like 10 of the other spies were like, no, we're going to be slaughtered. And and at that point, God got really irritated. And he's like, fine, you're going to stay here longer. So I think so many times our panic, our own insecurity causes things to go longer than maybe what God's original plan was. Yeah. Which as a parent, I see that with my children. Like Mm. if you had handled this this way, I would have handled myself differently. Mm. But as a human being that panics about things, that's tough sometimes. I want God still to keep it short, but maybe I do need the longer longer time to figure that out. Right. Which is not encouraging to me, but I think it is the way that it is. But, But it's incentive for us to learn the longer we follow God to obey quickly. Mm hmm if we sense God is convicting us or the Holy Spirit's convicting us of, of sin or he's warning us about something, 
uh, we'll save ourselves so much grief if we're just like, okay, God, yeah, I give. So there's this famous verse here, verse 7. Can you read verse 7 for us? Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, 17. Oh, I was like, okay. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. And I don't usually think of God as being the singer. Mm-hmm. We're always the ones singing to God. Right, which we should be doing. Yes. But I don't always think of God being the singer to us. Isn't that kind of mysterious? Yeah. And just the word delight really stuck out to me. God spoke to Jesus at his baptism. You know, when kind of the heavens opened up Mm -hmm. and the spirit came down like a dove, he said, this is my son in whom I delight. Mm -hmm. With him I am well pleased. And to hear these words over us. Can you just read that one more time? The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Yeah. It's hard to believe for me sometimes that God delights in me, to be honest. Because I know me. Yeah. And I know all the stuff stuff that I wrestle with. And I sometimes I just picture God up there going, how long <laughs> must I again? Know, put we're up doing with this your, again. Yeah, you're thinking this again. You're struggling with this again. You're not trusting me again. So I need to hear these words yeah. that I, I still delight in you. You're yeah. still my son, Dwight. Yeah. Even though you struggle, it doesn't change how I feel about you. You know. Yeah. I think as a parent and also myself. As my role as a teacher in school, there are times when I am frustrated with everything and then something happens and I just burst into laughter or I just somebody does something that is so surprising and so delightful. And I think sometimes we do that to God. He still does get frustrated with us and the way we are continuing to be ourselves. But I do think there are times when he just is pleasantly surprised by the way we handle something. Something's funny. Some, you know, we do something amazing. We do something generous. We do something that is what he wants us to do. And I think he must crack up at that sometimes yeah. because I think sometimes we do surprise him that way. Now, do you ever look at your students in the midst of their disobedience or whatever and delight over them even in those moments? Sometimes, yes. <laughs> um, the thing that I've heard about my students is that with all the trauma that mm. they have gone through, Um, the fact that they're relaxing enough with us to be naughty is actually a very good thing. Hmm. It it tells us that they feel safe with us. Mm -hmm. And honestly, most of it depends on how how much of my own upkeep I have been doing. If I'm exhausted and frustrated Mm. with something else, I have a A short fuse. I have a short fuse. I have a harder time appreciating the fact that they feel comfortable (laughs) enough to be naughty. Right. Um, But when I am not losing my own mind, like, because I am getting enough sleep and I am in a good place, Mm. I can handle it without a lot of stress and be like, I'm so sorry you feel this way. I'm still here. We're still going to do this. Right. So um, I wish I could say that I could always appreciate all of that. And I'm better than I used to be, but I still have moments of losing myself in their behaviors. Mm -hmm. Well, Beth, if you could summarize this passage... And all that we've talked about here, uh, how would you do that? 
God is saying there's there's a rough time coming, mm-hmm. but I will bring you back and I will delight in you again. And, and I'll be with you. And I'll be with you. And I'll sing for you. Yeah. <laughs> so so don't lose don't lose all hope. Not yeah. everything is gonna forever be bad. Right. Um could you turn that into a blessing and speak that blessing over our listeners today? Yeah. I'm going to back it up a little bit and start with 16 with that. Okay. On that day, they will say to Jerusalem, do not fear. This is for all of us. Do not fear. Do not let your hands hang limp. That's supposed to be like depression or giving up Hmm. with something. Mm -hmm. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. He loves us and he wants to take care of us. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you. Thank you.